Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal. With the three spooked girls, stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. Our Inventing Anna series, I'm like, this is so awkward. Our Inventing Anna series is over. So now we're kind of, at the moment, back to regular stabbies. Who knows what's going to come in the future? Because we're going to talk about that off recording in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet, so. No, we're not there yet. So we'll see. see. It's fine. It's fine. But today I am bringing a case that happened last year and had an update in our time. Today is May 12th when we're recording this. That occurred yesterday. As you can see from the title that I am going to be talking about the murders of Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte, which occurred in August of last year in Moab, Utah. Now, unfortunately, this case was very overshadowed by the Gabby Petito case because it was the same area and also the same time frame. But like I said, huge update. We'll get into that in a little bit. Crystal was originally from Arkansas and was living in Moab. She was described as outgoing and always brought joy and laughter to others. She enjoyed the great outdoors and spending time on the lake and also fishing, hiking, and camping. And Kylan was very similar as well. She's described as being a positive, happy person who had great energy and absolutely loved the outdoors. She was from elsewhere and moved to Moab from Billings, Montana, after getting out of a really abusive relationship. 
It understandably had put her in a very dangerous place mentally, and she was at the point where she was suicidal. It would be her dad, Sean Paul, who convinced her to move to Moab because that's where he was living at the time and suggested, you know, she get a fresh start. Kylan eventually agreed and moved there with him, and she would end up telling her dad that this move saved her life. The couple would meet by chance. Kylan was out on a hike with her dad, and Crystal was hiking as well. They all got to talking, and Kylan and Crystal bonded immediately over their love for the outdoors and other similar interests. The couple would get married in a treehouse in Arkansas on April 20th, 2021, and they came back to Moab, and they were essentially very similar to Gabby and them. They were living the van life. When discussing their relationship and marriage, loved ones said that, quote, these two women were very much in love with each other and their focus and attention were always on each other, end quote. And Sean Paul specifically would go on to say in an interview with Court TV that they had, quote, a once in a lifetime love and it was full of super bright light and they blossomed together. So those closest to them said that they both grew and blossomed as people in the best way. Now, while living in the whole van life scene in Moab, they did have jobs. Kylan worked at Moonflower Co-op and Crystal worked at a McDonald's on Main Street. But she was getting ready to start a new job at a tavern called the Trailhead Public House. And together they had three vehicles. So they had a 1987 Econoline van, a Kia Sorento, and a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. They had taken the Kia when they went out and about. Obviously, they used the van at the campsite mainly. And then they would take the motorcycle when they'd go places and whatnot, and they did some traveling. They also had a pet rabbit together, and this rabbit was with them no matter what. Anytime they had a campsite, they set up like a little shelter thing for it. Super cute and things like that. Now, at this point, they were at a campground just outside of Arches National Park, which will bring us to the beginning of our timeline. So on the evening of August 13th, 2021, the couple went to Woody's Taverns with some friends at 9.30 p.m. There is video surveillance footage confirming this, and locals that were there that night, plus their friends obviously, could confirm this as well because the women were very well known in the area. Now, while they were out with their friends, they tell them about this, quote, creepy man. And they said that they got bad vibes from him so much that they were going to move their campsite slash they did. And they also went as far as to say, quote, if something happens to us, we were murdered. Now, there was rumors originally that a man was following them when they left the tavern, but this would be proven false because all of the eyewitnesses, they were all like, no, no one followed them. Some reports say that after they left the tavern, they went to a friend's house for a little bit, and then they went to their campsite getting there just after midnight. And then some say they just went to the campsite after midnight, but same time, putting us into the 14th. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burnt out without even knowing it. Symptoms include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment fatigue, and so much more. I know that lately, I've been feeling pretty burnt out. I've had some big projects at work, I've had some new changes in my personal life. So just being able to talk to someone is great. And a lot of times we associate burnout with work, but that's not always the case. 
Any of the roles in our lives can lead to us feeling burnt out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing the stress in your life. I know that when I'm feeling stressed, being able to talk to my therapist helps me out so much because it also gives you the clarity to see sometimes things that we think are super important aren't. And having an objective third opinion is helpful. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our Three Spooked Girl listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Spooked Girls. That's BetterHelp.com slash Spooked Girls. Now, the following day, the couple would both no-call, no-show for work, and this was not like them whatsoever. So this would be a red flag for sure. And nobody had heard from them at all. Sean Paul, Kylan's dad, he at this point had moved back to Montana and a couple days would pass and he didn't hear from either of them, which, again, was a huge red flag because they had like a good relationship and they talked all the time. So he became concerned, too. In these kind of early days, the authorities would be notified that they hadn't seen or heard from them. But it was brushed off that maybe they just went off since they were part of this nomadic lifestyle and all. But everybody that knew them was like, no, they would not just do this. They had jobs, you know. Yes, they basically they had a, quote, normal, regular life. They just didn't have a rental or own a house. That's it. Like they had jobs, everything else. (laughs) We need to normalize when people come to the police and say, hey, my friend is missing. This is abnormal behavior. They go to work every every day that they're supposed to. You know, they Mm -hmm. don't disconnect from people. That should, the police should be like, you know what? Okay, you know them better than me. If you're saying they're not going to wander off, we should at least start the paperwork and get this going. Exactly. Well, their friend Cindy Sue Hunter saw a Facebook post made by Sean Paul and offered to help them, or and offered to help on the 17th. So here we are a few days later now. These two had been in contact because apparently there had been a wildfire previously. I believe they said like June or something like that. And he had reached out to Cindy to make sure that the couple was okay because he looked at obviously his daughter as a daughter. But then he also looked at Crystal as a daughter as well. So he just wanted to make sure they were okay. So they connected that way. So when Cindy reached out to him, She said, quote, I don't know how I'm going to find them or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go and I'm going to find your girls, which like this woman gave me the same like friend you want to have vibes as that girl that went to look for Chris Watts's wife. Oh, yeah. Like the friend who was like she normally would call me by this time. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be Tara in my life. Yes. And vice versa. (laughs) Okay. So this conversation happened late that evening. So the next morning at 7 a.m., she got up, packed her car with water, food, towels, blankets, a shovel, a bunch of supplies because she's like, "Okay, maybe they took the Kia, you know, on one of those back roads and got stuck somewhere. Like maybe they're stranded. Let me go, you know, because if I find them stranded, at least I can help them type of thing. Mm hmm. Cindy first stopped at McDonald's where Crystal worked to ask if anyone had seen them, but nothing. But they would, spoilers, 
they would see that the van was in the McDonald's parking lot or had been and it got towed. It's like mixed verbiage on that. But basically, it was chilling by itself. Hmm. Now, Sean Paul would end up calling Cindy and telling her about the creepy man. And Cindy has said in articles that after hearing this, this is when she felt that sense of urgency and she went to work. She searched by the Pack Creek area and then drove up into the LaSalle Mountains to Geyser Pass Trailhead. And on the way to that, she stopped by every single place she could pull off, every ravine, cliff, ditch, anything to look for their car. And she would even chase down hikers to show them pictures of the two women. It was said that when she was driving back down Geyser Pass Road, she stopped at more campsites and saw a group of women and literally like reversed to be like, hey, have you seen them? Mm -hmm. So she was doing everything she could. She she out there. Yes, she was she was doing doing the legwork. So after this, she drove down a cattle guard and caught a reflection of a light to her left. She turned in at a campsite and saw the Kia Sorento. And she also saw that their pet rabbit was there and it was locked in its cage. And I thought this was cute. She said she apologized to the rabbit because she couldn't remember its name. I was like, that's actually kind of cute. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That was my reaction when I read it. So once she found the campsite, immediately she calls Sean Paul. And then she noticed that there's a creek running near the car. And she she said she walked past a pile of plastic Gatorade bottles. And this is when she would see Kylan's body. Of course, they contact authorities immediately. And Cindy stated, quote, At that point, according to Sean Paul, I started just rambling nonsense, talking about how pretty the creek was and that her memory was foggy from that point on. But she remembers him screaming to tell her to, quote, get the fuck or get the expletive. I'm assuming it's fuck out of there. Get in your car, lock your doors, lock your windows. Obviously, he was worried for her safety at this point, too. Right, because what if the person is around? Exactly. So she did. And then she drove back up the road to wait for the police. And authorities arrived to the scene. Once they did, they found the bodies of both Kylan and Crystal. Both bodies were undressed from the waist down. Their cause of death were from gunshot wounds, quote, located on the backs, sides, and or chests of the victims, end quote. And that's according to court documents. And then one, it didn't specify who for each, and obviously it truly doesn't matter. But one just had a tank top on and the other had a bra on, but it was pushed up, like exposing her. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. To also kind of lay out what happened with the police. So after this, they seized the Kia Sorento and they obtained a search warrant for the van that was abandoned. And when they searched the van, they found, quote, a journal, a Bible, newspaper clippings, miscellaneous mail and pay stubs for the two victims, as well as mail for a family member of one of the women, notes with phone numbers and other handwritten information. Some of the paperwork indicated that the women had a storage unit that said family member helped pay for. Police contacted this person who was Kylan's dad, and he said, yeah, they essentially shared custody of a storage unit. So they like shared one. He gave police permission to check the storage unit to help with the investigation. I also listened to Murder Squad Mm -hmm. with Paul Holes and Billy Jensen. I listened to their podcast on this and they also had found drug paraphernalia and whatnot in the van as well. 
So that unfortunately also kind of came into play with things at first for how the police kind of responded to all of this, which is just honestly, it's ridiculous. Like these women just fucking showed up dead. Do your job. Right. And Sean Paul had done has done everything he can to help out with this. He sadly had lost another child prior to this. His 15-year-old son died in a shooting about seven or eight years ago now. And he said when that happened, he shut down and isolated himself for about six months. But after he got the news about Kylan, he wanted to do the opposite so he could actually help get his child justice. So he came back to Moab and every day he would sit at a picnic table in Swanee City Park and he had a tip box that people could drop in tips anonymously or with their whatever they want, whatever information they wanted to give to try to find out who did this. Now, interesting enough, just days after this, the Grand County Sheriff's Office made a statement about this Mm -hmm. and said there was no threat to the public. In terms of this case, even though they didn't have the killer in custody or know who it was at all. And a lot of people were pissed about this, understandably, because they thought it was essentially trying to not cause any like harm to the tourism in the area because it's obviously a tourist area, which it's like, if that's the case, that's extremely shitty. Right. And like I said earlier, this was very overshadowed by the Gabby Petito case because literally They were missing just two days before Gabby and Brian were pulled over with that body cam footage that was released. Oh, shit. So that traffic stop that was right before she was murdered. So it was like literally basically the same fucking time. Right. Which is why people have like had issues with the whole case. Exactly. So also, obviously, they because we're not going to go super. I don't we're not going to go into the Gabby Petito case, but obviously there was a point in time where. They were trying to see if these cases were linked. They were not. So it was a lot of interweaving. And also, like I said, I'm sure as you guys know, obviously, this case did not get the media coverage that that other case did. So a local business owner and then another anonymous donor contributed a total of $20,000 towards a reward to find out who did this. And both families raised funds via GoFundMe for funeral costs. Kylan's got over $33,000 and they actually turned it off. At one point, so that way they could direct people to go to Crystal's family's GoFundMe, and that one had almost $8,000. Now, Kylan would be laid to rest in Montana on August 31st, and Crystal would be laid to rest back in Arkansas on September 1st. Also, her work, the co-op she worked at, they did a vigil for both of them as well. Hmm. Because of the interweaving with the Petito case, the Grand County Sheriff's Office worked with, or is working, I should say, I'm assuming they're still on it, with the FBI and then also the Utah State Bureau of Investigation. So multiple agencies across the board for this case as well. Then time would just pass and there really wouldn't be anything. In January of 2022, so this year, They had a press conference and they essentially said they had a person of interest, finally, that they were obviously going. They didn't put out a lot because, of course, since this was an ongoing investigation, they weren't going to be like, we think it's this person, you know, because that could fuck everything up. But then in March, a private investigator volunteered to help Sean Paul and the family. He claimed that law enforcement had obtained an audio recording from near the crime scene which contained audio of gunshots and screams. 
Authorities admitted to the audio's existence and confirmed that the shots could be heard on it, but they didn't confirm if the screams were on there as well. And the PI said that the audio was recorded at 11.35 a.m. on August 14th, 2021, the morning after they left the tavern. So it was interesting because the police, they confirmed the date at first, but they wouldn't talk about the the time, right? Uh-huh. But it would come out that this is accurate. And so these women were shot and killed just in broad daylight in the middle of the day, which is scary because prior to this, they had thought it was the middle of the night. They, they kind of had thought it was like when they left the tavern or the following night type of thing. But no, it was literally middle of the day on August 14th. That's crazy. Yes. Which, 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 which will bring us to current times. Literally, like I said at the beginning of this episode, yesterday in mine and Jessica's time right now. The Grand County Sheriff's Office put out this press release. They said, Grand County Sheriff's Office has identified Adam, oh my God, I don't even know how to say this dude's last name, I'm just going to call him Adam. It'll be on the socials. Had identified Adam, P something, long ass name, as suspect in the double homicide of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Beck Turner. He was a former employee at McDonald's that Crystal worked at, located in Moab, Utah. He was identified at the time as one of many persons of interest being investigated by GCSO. And they made several attempts to locate and interview him. Through continued analysis and collection of evidence, they learned that Adam was in the LaSalle's and Moab area at the time of the homicides and had left the state of Utah shortly afterwards, then later committing suicide. GCSO conducted numerous interviews and recently received information that prior to committing the suicide, he told another party that he had killed two women in Utah and provided specific dates that were known only to investigators. Although he's been identified as a suspect, this is still an ongoing investigation and the case isn't closed. They continue to process critical and newly discovered evidence in this case, including processing his vehicle. They just recently located and seized that. And they are asking for any information about him or his vehicle, which was, it'll be in that press release picture I'll post, and requesting anyone with info to contact them. Phone number will be in the show notes and on that for you guys as well. But literally, what was so interesting with their timing is, it was also just announced a few days ago as well, that Dog the Bounty Hunter was coming to Utah to help out with this. A lot of people feel a certain type of way about Dog, but Sean Paul, Kylan's dad, actually invited him to come to kind of see what he could do to, you know, bring attention to the case and help out and all of that stuff. Interesting. And then Sean Paul was back with Court TV. I watched it on their YouTube. And he said, you know, when they asked him, like, how him and the family were doing and everything right now, he just said, obviously, they were extremely emotional because this is like, coming to like, you know, they're finally going to get justice. This has been almost a year since this case happened. And he said they didn't necessarily be like, what do you think about him committing suicide? But they just, you know, asked like how he was feeling. And he was he said about the dude, quote, he's already been sentenced to the ultimate sentence. So basically he's, you know, he's like he's dead and burning in hell type of situation and that he's just happy that authorities finally might be able to get them some answers on what had happened to his daughter and her wife. So, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. 
But that really is it on Crystal and Kylan's case. I it's crazy because it's one of those cases that there's a lot of repeated articles out, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of information. So like this is that this is pretty much it. But I am glad for both of their families that hopefully this will kind of close that and all of that. And I just thought it was also interesting the parallel of this dude committed suicide and so did Brian Laundry. Yeah. Like that was just odd. I mean, I know there's theories out there and I don't know where I've heard these. So if I'm completely wrong, guys, just like don't yell at me. <laughs> But there's like, like I just made them up. <laughs> I did not make them up. But I've heard like people talk about kidding. like these particular like national parks, right? And that there's like something in them that like make people go crazy. Yeah, that there's definitely conspiracy theories. But it's like crazy. Yeah. It's if you think about it though, it's just kind of like obviously a lot of times it's probably premeditated, but it's also a crime of opportunity because you're in this vast remote area that's right. typically like thousands of miles you know so don't go murdering people but it's like yeah it makes sense why people do that but it's scary if this guy is really who did it you have to look at it like he knows he knows one of the victims through work and he knows their patterns and whatnot and it makes it Mm -hmm. such the crime of opportunity because it sounds like maybe this was Oh. sexual assault gone wrong oh no 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 no! it's worse than that so mm. sean paul talked about this as well and apparently this dude was extremely homophobic and he thinks that the really the biggest motivation of it was that it was a hate crime because oh. he didn't like people from the lgbtq community so There's also that. And he also, you know, he's like, obviously, since this guy took his own life, he has like his own mental health, had his own mental health issues, et cetera, et cetera. But either way, like, fuck that shit. So. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's really horrible. Like. Yeah. Guys, it's 2022. There's no excuse to be homophobic. No. I just don't get it. But again, I'm not like, obviously, I'm not saying that's fact or not. That's just what came from one of the multiple interviews I watched with Kylan's dad. So you can do what you want with that information. But that's kind of what was said about that. But they're not just being like, okay, this guy, the end, like they're actually gonna, you know, make sure and all of that stuff. That's good. And like I said, when reading the press release, they're still leaving you know the number and everything so that way if people have any information on him or anything else they can contact the investigators directly so i think that's great but yeah so that is going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode this one had been requested multiple times and i was kind of waiting and then when that update dropped yesterday i was like okay it's time so here we are But with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we will see you on Monday. Bye. Toodles.